0: Good. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unstuck Transformation with Edge and I am your host HypnoPunk and before we get into the topic at hand today I'd like to thank you all for leaving your five star reviews on on iTunes and whatever way that you listen to this podcast and leaving your written reviews that means the world to me that inspires me to continue to put out this content weekly for you for free to share some of my wisdom hopefully of the world and what i've experienced with you don't ask for any money all i ask is you enjoy it you like it you give it a review and um that just lets me know i'm on the right truck and should continue to make these for your listening consumption so thank you for everyone who's done that and if you haven't please do that that would mean the absolute world to me oh well enough about that down to the business at hand today And today's subject is love. Yes, love. L-O-V-E or love uh, 2.0, what I want to talk about today. So what is love? Well, if we want to talk about love biologically, uh, what happens in your body in the process of love and what happens to neurology, well, let me explain that to you is a sympathetic nervous system caused norandreferin to stimulate your cyanotrial node. A stress response diverted blood flow from your stomach and intestines, that's what felt like butterflies. The ventrial tregmental, the area sent signals to your nucleus are combos and I'm sure that I mispronounced some of those but that's what's happened scientifically inside of you when you fall in love when you feel butterflies and then what happens is the more you anticipate being around that person that you love that in that anticipation of reward is dopamine and it starts pumping the brain chemical inside your body a neurotransmitter which then in turn causes oxycontin to be secreted to be dumped into your bloodstream and give you that potion of devotion which continues to grow stronger and oftentimes what happens is your judgment will be impaired by reaction inactivity so your amygdala the part of your brain that's responsible for emotional responses and the frontal cortex of the brain Then when you fear you might lose that love, the serotonin level inside you, the neurotransmitter, the brain chemical that tells you that, uh, well, allows you to feel good, quite frankly, and to feel love in some some shape or form, uh, starts to fall, producing anxiety. And then... When that serotonin starts to rise again, you start to feel comfortable and calm because OxyContin starts to get released into your body. And every time you touch, you're about, round about that loved person. That OxyContin starts to get dumped more and more into your bloodstream because OxyContin is the potion of devotion and you get a little bit of dopamine and a little bit of serotonin in there. And that's what love is. (laughs) You're not listening to this to find out the uh, the bio-modular signatures of love is or or maybe some of you are maybe some of you geek out and that kind of stuff as well but that's what's happening to your body that's what's happening to your brain when you when you love someone now oftentimes and and listen I I put myself into this category I I thought as a little boy um, all I saw about love was my parents and that was a very unorthodox um, love relationship if you will Um, and really Hollywood yes Hollywood I got all my cues and markers from Hollywood and and quite frankly American TV show so I thought that's what love was and Disney movies well not so much of the Disney movies I am a, I'm, a, I'm a guy with ample levels of testosterone after all um, but the, the you would find that one person and there's only one person right there's only one person to find that you would love and they would love you and no matter how, what hardships you had endured that you were currently going through you'd find that person that would love you and it would just balance out the world and everything would be okay and you would live happily ever after had that work out for you? It didn't quite work out so well for me for quite some time. Because see, what I realised is, in in my life as a uh, as a 38 year old man, I have been in love multiple times with multiple girls. I have loved many many different people. Romantic love, uh, friendship love, uh, maternal paternal love as as well. There are many different forms of love, and we're going to perhaps address um, as much as we can here today. Certainly from my perspectives, but let's let's go back on the 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 theme of romantic love, if you will, I I don't believe in the concept that there is necessarily one and only one person for you on this earth. I don't subscribe to the context I don't subscribe to the belief that that you are half of somebody and then when you meet your soulmate your life mate if you will which are two separate things see a soulmate is perhaps somebody that you've you've met in many different lives many different incarnations if such a thing or reincarnations exist. but it might not always work out perfectly with that person, yet you keep attracting them and falling for them as they do for you in uh, different reincarnations of your life. And it might not always work out. You might make up breakup like a uh, like Ross and Rachel from Friends or like Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd from Moonlighting. That's an 80s and 90s reference for you there because I'm an 80s and 90s kid. told you I got my concepts of love originally originally before they were field tested in my life from american movies and TV's shows um but yes life mate what's a life mate a life mate's somebody that maybe you only see in one life maybe you only see them in this life and they're a lot more compatible with you you do indeed love them but perhaps There's a lot easier to be around them and perhaps build a life around them, perhaps less ups and downs like a roller coaster. So that's the difference between a a life mate and a soul mate. I hope that gives you some food for thought there. So love, love this thing that you can get and and love's not a permanent thing, guys. No, you, you might not want to hear that. But but love, romantic love, that bubble is not a consistent thing that's there all the time. Like, I don't know if you're listening to this with your most beloved romantic love next to you by side, or if you're alone in your house, what you're doing. I don't know. But just until I asked you this question, you probably weren't thinking of the most loved person in the world to you. So where was the love then? And now you probably think of them and like you get those warm, fuzzy feelings inside you. But see, the concept of love for the most part, the biochemical reactions to, to people is when you're in their present. And there's different forms of love. There's the form of love, like you have romantic love, the head over heels love, the obsessed love, the my one and only love, right? You've had that. Hopefully you've you've experienced that. There's a the kind of love as well that you'll have from friendships, just um What's the word I'm looking for? Just a neutral friendship of, of someone that had nothing to do with sex or romance. But you just love someone. Like, I, my best friend growing up was a boy called Ahmed. And I love this guy. Did I have romantic love for him? No, not on any level. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I love this guy. This guy was fucking awesome. And uh, helped me to become the man that I am today. So I had a lot of love for this guy. True, true love. Don't have a bad thought about this guy. But it was very, very different from the romantic love that I have with my girlfriends now there's a kind of love that you might have when you have an interplay with someone who's even an associate perhaps you're at the gym perhaps you you're walking down the street and you just get chatting with someone for no particular reason and it's a fun interplay of words and you just feel well oh, that's kind of cool that's kind of fun ladies and gentlemen i'm here to tell you that's a form of love is it romantic love no is it sexual love no is it even the kind of love that you've had with one of your great friends no But how your body reacts to it is a form of love, a sharing of stories. I'll give you an example of this. Here's a story. Let's just say you're on a train trip, all right? And you're sitting on a train and you're sitting next to this woman and you get talking. It's a long trip. It's four or five hours, like Ottawa to Toronto. And she starts to tell you about her life and she starts to share a story of... um, when she went to prom that she actually had two dates and she had to break half her time up with one date half the time up with the other date because she didn't want either of them to know about one another but she loved them both for at that particular time and then um, she ended up um, getting into a minor minor car accident minor fender bend of her car as she was driving um, to the prom so she never actually get to the prom the police pulled her over but there was no damage done and they didn't even give her a ticket they just gave her a warning she finally then does make her way to prom and she is dancing with one of the people that she loves and then she dances with another one that she loves when the other one's gone to the bathroom and she manages to pull this ruse off the whole night and not let either of them know and they both feel very much loved with her and she feels that she's done her job She then tells you that she writes a story about these guys in uh, in a book that she wrote all all under the guise of erotic literature, if you will, that became a bestseller. So you're listening to this and she's a great storyteller and you're listening to all of this and you're having these reactions in your body and she's she's leaving you on the edge with, with cliffhangers here or there and certain parts of your brain fire off certain parts of your brain fire off. The kind of same parts of your brain that oftentimes you'll get when you when you truly when you truly love somebody the the biochemistry if you will, of the brain starts to go off and almost a positive resonance starts to happen now here's an interesting thing if that never actually happened if you never actually met that woman on the train and you went and you had a uh, a you had a brain scan. You went in and you actually had a brain scan. Uh, I believe it's a, not an MRI. I think it's an MRA, It's a slightly different machine. And you were put in that machine and they were taking that scan of your brain, the neuro, neuro specialist behind that glass, um, glass wall. And you were listening to this story. So you didn't actually see the woman. Um, you didn't touch the woman. It, you were just hearing the story for the first time on an audio recording the same parts of the brain, nine times out of ten, would fire off as in if you were actually having that real conversation with that woman. And if we take it a step further, when we plug the woman back to the woman into the uh, MRI machine and we plug you into a different MRI machine and we're getting what she's saying what parts of the brain are firing off as she's talking and what parts of the brain are firing off as you're listening to her for the most part the mirror neurons are happening so basically the parts of her brain that are firing off as she's telling you a story are firing off in your brain most of the time which is um, quite phenomenal so oftentimes we say um, in hypnosis and uh, change work that uh, treat treat the world as you want to be treated because we on a um, quantum physics level there's a thing called mirror neurons that basically how you feel strongly is oftentimes going to be reflected back to people in your presence hence when i do change work with people Especially if it's physical change work. I'll get myself into a certain state and I have this total belief that I can help these people. I truly do. And without me having to see anything, allow myself to be a vessel for healing, if you will. Even if it's only make-believe that those neurons are happening in my body. And unconsciously, my client is picking up the mirror neurons and starts to... When we're in rapport with one another, start mirroring back and starts to feel that difference in their body. So that's oftentimes what happens in love. That's what happens around people that you love and you see love is the the number one emotion in the world there's a quote from a course of miracles now i don't subscribe to necessarily all the uh, religious dogma behind that course but there is a great quote and the quote is there's only two true emotions in this world love and fear and fear is merely an illusion fear force evidence appear in real f-e-a-r So there's only love There's only love out there that's all there is many different forms you can fall out of love you could fall in of love i am of the belief that you can totally be in love with somebody and for whatever reason you break up and perhaps you never see that person again and you have many very, very many very many easy for me to say i've been drinking a lot of seven up today diet seven up but um you may never see that person again have lots of wonderful fulfilling romantic relationships in the meantime but it's probably still a part of you that loves that person. Would you ever want to get back with them? No. Would you ever want to even see them again or have a conversation with them? Probably not. But it's still a part of you that loves them. Because it's never truly that person you're loving. It's the part of them that you carry inside of us. Because uh, we carry parts of everyone around us. So oftentimes when we think we have problems with people, it isn't, it's never actually the person we have a problem with. It's their internal representation that we have that we store as a part inside of ourselves that we're consistently interacting because um, have you ever had the experience of getting really upset about somebody who perhaps wronged you and that person's not in your life hasn't been in your life for many many years but when you think about it you still get upset about it well when it happened when they screwed you over then yeah you got upset it was a trigger but five ten years later they're not in your life anymore and you think about it, it still upsets you What's upsetting you is that internal representation, that part of them inside that you carry around because they ain't around for you to be interacting with. It's only you and that part. So it brings to mind that when we love someone, do we truly love them? Or do we we just love that part of them, that internal representation that we store inside for them? Do we truly ever truly love someone else? or do we love that part of them and what they potentially could do for us? See, there's been a upgrade in love recently, and I refer to a book called Love 2.0, where I get a lot of this scientific um, analysis and what's happening on the mind and body with love and different levels of love. And I'll, I'll share a story with you. I remember this is probably about eight years ago i had a girl in my life that that we were together on and off for about five years i totally love this girl she's my second first of my second first my second girlfriend and um she was she was older than me and i was very very young at the time and um Long story short, we made up, break up, make up, break up, make up, break up, like any great Hollywood sitcom or movies to build up drama on some level because chemically we started to become addicted to that uh, Oxycontin release and that serotonin dump that was going on. Um, and basically, um, we'd broken up. Uh, her name was Suda. We'd broken up and we were not together, romantic, for three or four years. And uh, basically, cancer came into her life and uh, she had cancer. When we were together for a period of time, we did some work together, and it erased the cancer. Um, it was gone for like for about three or four years, completely to the point where the doctors couldn't believe it. And uh, we broke up; we went off separate ways. But you know, we'd stay in contact somewhat. And um, long story short, before I came to Canada, she died, and it was it was heartbreaking. It was it was it was full of grief, and I, and I grieved her in some form or fashion for about two years. Um, after that, it was. Uh, it's very, very, very painful. Um, but the interesting thing, the interesting about that was I remember being in Canada. I remember being in Ottawa and I remember being at a bus stop waiting to go to the dentist. And I was feeling this grief, this sadness. It was about six months after she passed away and I was just, just feeling it, it was just horrible. And I was just asked myself a question. The question was, in this moment, in this very moment, could I feel total love? In this very moment, could I feel happiness? No drugs no sugar no embrace from anyone else I'm standing at the bus stop it's the winter time it's about minus 20 degrees out there in the full grasp of grief and I just asked myself that question could I feel love in this moment in all this darkness could I feel connection in this moment and all this darkness could I feel happiness in the moment and all this darkness and my body started to respond and I had this um I had this amazing feeling of love, of 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 connection, of happiness, of euphoria. Um, so here's the thing with love: if you've got someone special out there in the world, amazing, make him feel loved. Make him make him feel connected out there. for you. And if you, if, if you don't currently have someone at a level in your life, that's all right. Do you know where it starts? Is you love yourself. And not just you say to yourself in the mirror, oh, I love myself. I trust myself. And gosh darn it, I'm an amazing person. No, I'm not talking about that bullshit stuff. I'm not talking about going into your garden and saying there are no weeds, there are no weeds, there are no weeds. And there's a lot of fucking weeds in there and eating up all your flowers. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you truly love the person that, that, that you are and... Because when you do that, when you truly love that person that you are, when you accept that person who you are, it doesn't mean you can't grow. It doesn't mean that you can't become more. It doesn't mean you can't become stronger. It doesn't mean you can't achieve more things. No, you can absolutely, and you should absolutely reach that brass ring in the sky, so to speak. But are you enough right now? Sure. Can you love yourself right now? Sure. Are you enough right now? Absolutely. Can you love yourself right now? Absolutely. Will you? Well, see that's the choice that's the choice that you have will you will you love yourself right now because see that's how it all begins you truly love yourself not a narcissistic lover look how beautiful or sexy I am but kind of love where you are just like yeah you know what I see my troubles and tribulations and challenges and achievements that I've achieved and done in this world and come through I can love myself and then when you truly love yourself you give the universe you give other people the permission to love you as well you treat the world you treat the universe you treat people how to treat you by doing that so probably in closing i'd like to share with you one of my favorite quotes from a movie the movie's okay movie could movie could have been better but it was okay it's um called collateral beauty and it's um it's with will smith good movie um but one of my favorite bits of it is he meets love will smith will smith meets love in this movie and will smith has a lost his his little child in this movie i believe and he meets a representation of love played by kieran knightley someone from uh my side of the river and he's very upset and he knows that she represents love and she's runs into him for the second time uh, it's my favorite scene in the movie and it's somewhere in manhattan and she comes up to him and he's he's quite upset and he's quite bemused at the same time and um she's talking to him he has a bit of an outburst with her you can see the you can see the clip if you don't watch the whole movie on youtube and he's very upset he's very frantic He, he he lays it on the line of how would love ever allow him to lose his daughter and all this and then she says to him i'm in all of it i'm the darkness and the light the sunshine and the storm You're right, I was there in her laugh. But I'm also here now in your pain. I'm the reason for everything. I'm the only why. Don't try to live without me. Please don't. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Unstuck with HypnoPunk. As always, if you enjoyed it, please tell your friends about it, share it, leave those five-star reviews that they've melt to be happy about on iTunes or however you're listening to this podcast. Leave a review. If you would like me to cover specific topics on personal development, going forward, hypnosis, NLP, change work, health, fitness, no bullshit advice, then please drop me an email at mail, M-A-I-L, at lukenosis, dot com. And also remember that when you do leave your review, shoot me a email at that email address. Let me know you did it. Ideally, send me a screenshot and you get a 30-minute power session with me. It's not a hypnosis session. It's not a therapy session. But we have a chat for about 30 minutes on the telephone about something that you're perhaps challenged with at the moment that you need some help to become unstuck with. And we have that power session to help you become unstuck and move in the right direction just when you leave that review. Anyways, as I always like to say, guys, always believe.